business, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Lewis January is coming back to them now. They're starting to chase and chip into the margin. But at the 400 metres, Lewis January still had four lengths in front. It's a charge of the light brigade after him. Where's Namazoo coming right to the outside? Still with a bit of work to do. In the straight, Lewis January is vulnerable. Don Archangelo getting run up on the inside with fast trade. Namazoo still rallying. Fortified right down the outside. They come down there with 100 metres left to go. It's the big cup finish coming up. Star status right out wide. Look at star status. Like a shot out of a game swept away and has bolted in. Star status, the easiest of winners. Beat home, fortified Namazu. He battled on it under the big weight and fourth over the line was possibly Don Archangelo. Then yes, Star Archangelo. Status taking out the uh, Cairns Amateurs Cup for 2022 for Jason Taylor and trainer Fred Whelan. One of four winners that Tom Headley and his team of owners had on Cup Day on Saturday at Cannon Park for the Great Northern Brewing Company Cairns Amateurs Cup. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news, not just news on what happened at Cairns over their carnival. We're going to talk about the Baduri Cup and the Birdsville Cup winner Sakara continues on his winning way. Big day at the Nango and also at Mount Isa on Saturday. The Cloncurry meeting moved to Mount Isa. And the Thangul Cup going to Galapagos for Tasha Chambers and Rodney Hay. Lots to talk about on the show today, as always. And as always, to help us do lots of talking is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony, and welcome back from the Cairns Amateur Carnival, two-day carnival. I know you're fully recovered, and I'm sure you spotted a few highlights uh, coming out of that meeting, and one that, um, apart from the Cairns Amateur Cup, I was just so pleased to see Jason Taylor score some feature wins up there over the two days, Tony. It looks like a marvellous couple of days and one that people say you should go to and tick off the bucket list. Yes, very much so. If you haven't done a Cairns Amateurs, it's a great couple of days of racing, but a fantastic couple of days in the far north as well uh, where the whole city just comes alive ready for uh, some fantastic racing and well done to uh, David Goodman the president of the far north Queensland amateur turf club and his hard-working committee and his event manager Victoria Jennings for putting on a fabulous carnival you mentioned Jason Taylor Jason was actually the winner and I've got to say the winner again of the Kev Kehoe Memorial Championship whip and this is presented annually to the most successful rider and uh, last year it was Ryan Wiggins, the year before Noel Callow, Chris Whiteley the year before that. Robert Thompson's won about six of these over the years. And you go back and have a look at the names on the list there, Rob. Some of the winners include Lacey Morrison and David Croslin, Justin Stanley, Alan Cowie. Uh, Chris Whiteley won about three of them going back a while. Frankie Edwards' name is there. Shane Scriven all the way back in 1995. Danny Williams, when he was one of the leading amateur riders before taking up training in New South Wales. And some of the names that go even further back, they've been doing this basically since the start of the Amateurs Carnival. But Jason actually won it back in 2002. And he was saying when he won the cup, he reckoned he won the cup something like about 20 years ago. And I said to him, well, it was 20 years ago that you won the, the champion uh, riders, most successful rider of the carnival. He was able to win the Kev Kehoe Memorial Whip once more. That's what you call a fantastic comeback 20 years later, picking up the uh, the double with the champion jockey over the two days. Very much so. And I mentioned Tom Headley with uh, his team of owners taking out four wins on on the uh, the Saturday, including the cup win with uh, with star status. But they also won the other feature, Love is Blind, uh, with Bubba Tilly in the saddle for Roy Chalemi taking out the, uh, the sprint on Saturday. Uh, Tom's team of owners also had a win on uh, Friday. 
uh, just the one winner there, but four on Saturday. But there was a couple of really, really lovely stories that I thought, Rob, that uh, were worth touching on out of the Friday program. Met a couple of uh, a lovely couple that came all the way up from Victoria when Bean Warrior won a race on uh, Friday, uh, taking out the 1250-metre uh, maiden in race three, uh, ridden by Ryan Wiggins for Rodney Miller. And um, it was uh, Gail and Malcolm Pevitt uh, all the way from Victoria. They're grey nomading, and they'd uh, sent the horse up to Rodney with the express thought about have it ready to race when we're somewhere up that direction. And lo and behold, it comes out and it wins. Now they've got some extra baggage to put in the caravan to take the trophy home when they finally head back to Victoria. They're heading up to Cooktown next week after spending a bit of time in Cairns. So I thought that was just lovely too. I've heard of have saddle will travel, but now we've got have caravan will follow horse and travel and, yeah. and no better way to do it than getting a winner as well. And one of the other lovely stories on Friday was uh, Sally Kirkwood and uh, Sansi Rose, uh, uh, Sally's uh, husband Rob, trained Sansi Rose and ridden to, to victory by Isabella Tay in the second race, which was the, uh, the Governor's Trophy on Friday. Uh, Sally was there. Uh, I've got to say, I struggled to get the microphone back off Sally because she does <laughs> like having it a bit of a chat when you put a microphone in front of her. But she was saying that uh, Rob was laid up after spinal infusion surgery, I think it was. So it would have been a, a great tonic for uh, for him to see Sansi Rose win. And uh, it was a massive trophy as well, the Elaine Piconi Memorial Governor's Trophy. So, yes, yeah, Sally and the family had some extra baggage to be able to take all the way back to Charters Towers. And that was a lovely thing. You, you saw some great wins there by some of the locals, uh, some of the visiting trainers, and yeah, just a, a wonderful atmosphere all weekend. And, uh, and, and Les Tilly picking up a couple of winners again. He's f uh, featuring far and wide on some of these uh, race meetings. Um, any news on um, those announcements that he likes to make, <laughs> Tony, at this point? He said to me on Friday when he came up and gave me a, uh, a bit of a uh, punch to the midriff about putting uh, ideas uh, into uh, his fiance's head about uh, marriage proposals, he said, oh, if I win the cup tomorrow, maybe. Uh, what didn't happen, Bubba? I've saved you the worry about having to buy the ring there. But you're right. Bubba had uh, a bit of success across both days. Ryan Wiggins rode a double on Friday and then not only Jason Taylor riding a double on uh, the Saturday meeting, but Nathan Day also picked up a treble on Saturday. And it was great to see Freddie Whelan and Roy Chalemi with doubles on the, uh, the Saturday program too. the fiancé. Did I miss something with Bubba? Uh, well, no. We're trying to encourage it. We're trying we, to encourage, we? yeah. It's, it's fiancé-to-be. I've got to watch it because he said if, if I give him too much cheek on the show, he's going to ring me in the middle of the, of the show. And I, I'm, I'm scared then to answer the phone because you just never know what he might say. No, he's only allowed to ring when he's ready to get down on the knee and we'll do it live on Bushbeat. Okay, it? okay. We'll set that up. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen eventually. you just got to wait. Uh, good to see, and uh, good to see the success he's uh, actually getting as he travels around up there. But another fabulous two-day carnival, as they always are, and uh, it's uh, it's similar to the carnivals we see, Tony. Um, when you get the river circuit completing, it's uh, it's three venue uh, circuit with uh, Batuta followed by Badurian uh, by uh, Birdsville, and then of course. Uh, Baduri on the weekend wrapped up the uh, the river circuit and the feature of course there was the Baduri Cup for 2022. Let's have a listen to that and we're also going to have a listen into a little chat that uh, Rob had with the winning trainer straight after the win.
No uh, challenge yet by Rosova as it comes to the home turn. Sakaro, uh, Robbins now moving up on the outside. Magnus Eve attacking on the back of that runner and Tin Turn Power looks to have run its race. Sakaro straightens up the Birdsville Cup winner and he shoots clear. Robbins lets loose at the 200 metres mark and Sakaro gets about a length and a half on Magnus Eva. Getting a go on again is Tin Turn Power but your Birdsville Cup winner is coming and taking the Baduri Cup. Sakaro goes home by about five on the line. Magnus Eva into second place. Tin Turn Power got another wind in the straight. Came home nicely into third and Getcha Gray on tried the tactic of breaking up the field and dropped out to the tail of the field. Yeah, he's um, definitely a tough horse. He's definitely thrived getting out here in the open and um, he's loved the Queensland weather even though we've had a few bits of rain and things. He's definitely um, enjoyed his time out here. Now I reckon I might have heard you from about the top of the straight. You would have been pretty confident. Sarah had just uh, crept up nicely on that leader and you obviously knew after watching Birdsville that sprint was going to be there? Yes, we sort of told um, Sarah that he's got a great turn of foot as long as he travels well and um, you know when there was a good speed in front he um, just put himself in the race at the right time and sort of you know won under his own seam quite easy. Hard to predict sometimes with four horse field what the speed's going to do but I think Luke Miller had the intention to try and split you all up and uh, maybe run people off their horses off their legs uh, but this fellow enjoyed it uh, immensely. Yeah, yeah we looked at it and I thought if Luke's horse didn't lead you know he was going to going to lead and um but, you know, Sarah's, you know, she's only been riding a short time in races and um, summed it up quite well. Now, where do you go with this fellow? I know you're headed to Winton, but can I throw out the carrot that there's a lovely TAB meeting at Longreach and a Longreach Cup that's worth quite a deal of money. Is that something you'd consider to go the 1600 there? Yeah, we have sort of looked at Longreach and there's also a race at Mount Isa the same day, um, but over 1450, but we'll sort of just sort of assess things over the coming days and then sort of work out a plan to uh, which track we go to. We know that this horse can continue to thrive on the preparation, um, backing up uh, week after week, so it's no no damage done uh, with the run today. No, no, like, you know, Birdsville was quite hard, as everyone probably imagines, you know, sort of having to get prepared the track, but he's, um, he's definitely, you know, really sound and just thriving out here. Thanks to our friends at Regional Cars. That was uh, Rob having a chat with Philip Cole, who had a uh, winning treble on the day, including the cup winner in Sakaro, Rob. Yeah, he had a great day out. He took the honours over Rodney Robb, who opened up proceedings with a race-to-race double with Protostar. Watch out for that horse in New South Wales coming up, Tony. I wouldn't be surprised he's a Country Cups type of camp or championship campaigner that Rodney will aim that way after the win at Birdsville and now Baduri. Uh, Jake Pracy Holmes kicked that one home. Jason Misson all the way out from Brisbane got the win on Supreme Attraction coming back from an unplaced Batuta cup uh, run in the sprint over the thousand but then it became Phillips uh, day with the three winners crazy lad for John Keating now Tony John Keating from Melbourne had about I think 11 seconds over the three week process of the river circuit and he ended up with three winning rides with crazy lad very impressive Caitlin's angel from the back of the field getting up over Sarah Robbins's horse uh, love son and sons of Burke for Rodney Robb and uh, that was Kim Healy's winner Caitlin's angel and of course John rode Anderman for Philip Cole he'd won his first maiden start or his first win at 27 starts Um, he was placed second at Batuta and Birdsville and a worthy winner of the maiden but the feature of the day was Sakaro and uh, Sarah Robbins who claims three apprentice to Maddie Crop. she's on the road back uh, with partner Luke Miller and I think they're probably somewhere down around Augathella or Morven and they pulled over and they've uh, have a chance to talk to us this morning welcome to Bushbeat Sarah and again congratulations on a great winning ride on Sakaro. 
Thank you. Um, you picked up the ride with Robbie Farr not being available after the Birdsville Cup win, but he's a, a very promising seven-year-old by Magnus, who, by the way, that stallion got first and second in the Baduri Cup. Uh, came off the third at Batuta, won the Birdsville, uh, the Birdsville Cup, uh, and now comprehensively won that Baduri Cup. Just take our listeners through the run, what the plan was and how it all eventuated. Um, yeah, I got really lucky with the ride there. Uh, Robbie Fra, unfortunately, he had to go to a wedding this weekend, uh, hence why I managed to pick it up. Um, I'm sure it was a pretty sad loss for him because, uh, as you could see in the run and down the home straight, I didn't exactly have to do a real lot to him. He was just happy to uh, to run the race under his own steam. Um, get your grey on. My partner Luke, he come round the outside and he was clearly wanting the lead, so I, uh, I let him take it and I tucked him behind there. And then, uh, yeah, as soon as we hit the home straight, I said, all right, well, let's go. And he, uh, yeah, he flew. As Rob said in that chat with uh, with Philip on the track on the day, Sarah, it's always tricky when you are trying to work out tactics in a small field like that. Uh, how do you find it, uh, small fields or, or bigger fields? What's easier to try and work out what to do? Uh, it's hard. Small fields, you've generally got a bit more of a chance of being able to get out and not put yourself in a sticky situation because there's not as many horses around. But in saying that, you can generally guarantee that the pace is going to be pretty well fast. Um, so you sort of got to be prominent. But in saying that, it's a hard decision whether to, you know, push the horse and be prominent. And then it's a fine line between doing that and going a bit silly and probably running the horse too hard as well, which is hard, to, uh, hard to gauge. It was almost as though you were in the slipstream of uh, get on the grey and uh, or get your grey on, I should say. Um, and that sprint in the straight's pretty explosive with this horse, Sakara. Definitely, definitely. Um, um, Potential-wise, where do you think he's capable of getting to? Oh, I think as as far as the mile goes, he he obviously runs that out quite strongly. Um, I suppose that's up to Phil. He's a, he's a very experienced horseman and I'm sure he'll know exactly what to do. Um, I think he'd get further. But in saying that, when he's going so good at the mile and these sort of country cups, why would you uh, why would you go anywhere else? Yeah, there's plenty of cups around at this time um, of the year. And uh, Sakaro, uh, I think we, we mentioned on the day, Phil's looking at a couple of options in two weeks' time, maybe Mount Isa or maybe Longreach at this point. Yeah, absolutely no doubt he'll uh, make the best decision for the horse. Um, he's pretty experienced as far as these country meetings and these cups go and he's had a lot of success, so I'm sure he'll put the horse in the right place as best he can. If he rings you and says, uh, would you like to come and ride Sakara again, you won't mind where you go. Oh, I'll be driving there flat out to get there, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, I might have to do a few 50 cups with Robbie to get my ride back. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Robbie Farr might be, be having something to say about that. But I dare Sarah, say he um, would not, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. This was your first trip uh, out to the River Circuit. How did you find uh, the, the trip out there? Yeah, it was good. We um, just got a new horse truck. My partner, Luke, he took three horses out for the races as well. So we sort of uh, did a bit of bush camping in the truck, which was Oh, not so much new for us, but um, definitely new with having the horses on board and having to manage all that as well. We had um, Luke's older brother, Jason, and his younger brother, Tane, helping the team out. And they did a huge amount of work to help with the horses and help everybody else in the camp out too, which was good. 
I know that there weren't the same numbers of uh, horses and jockeys out there as in past uh, years across um, Batuta, Baduri, uh, Burzal and Baduri, um, but it's still a significant learning curve um, to be out there and riding with these experienced jockeys. Um, I can recall, I can actually recall um, Jimmy Orman uh, in his first year of riding almost. Uh, I uh, um, interviewed him at Batuta and uh, we know the heights that Jimmy's gone to. Do you, did you see a range of experiences that you've gained from this trip? It's been uh, amazing. All the boys in the jocks rooms, they've, uh, they've looked after me immensely. Johnny, uh, Johnny Keating, he's given me some great advice. Same with Robbie Farrard. Um, and it's just great riding with a bunch of boys that, you know, everyone's out there for the same thing. We all want to come home safe and we all want to give our horses the best opportunity that we can. So there was no one playing funny buggers. Everyone was just, you know, happy to work it out and uh, do our best with what we had to work with on the day. Sarah, give us a little bit of your background. Uh, we're quite familiar with your exploits uh, as we report on the, the country racing each and every week on Bushby, but some of our listeners might not be that familiar with the name Sarah Robbins. Uh, it's not exactly an overnight sensation or an overnight success story. You've been kicking around the racing industry, and I've got to be careful here when I'm talking to a lady, Rob. You've been kicking around <laughs> the racing industry for a good while now. I have, yeah. I uh, oh, I started off a fair few years ago uh, down in Victoria. I rode at the picnics for a little while. Um, and I was just getting into going over the sticks as a rider. Um, I was doing a little work for Daryl Cannon, Eric Musgrove. Um, they were a great help. Um, but then I found out I was pregnant with my little boy, Dusty, who uh, I'd love to give a little shout-out to because it's his birthday today. He's a big five-year-old now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so anyway, I took up training pretty well at that same time and moved on to Alice Springs. And I've been hanging around there for probably the past five years, I think. And we we always have these feature moments on Bush Beat, so uh, happy birthday to the young fella. You couldn't time it any better, Sarah. Um, <laughs> you, did mention, you did mention to me that you trained a winner for Philip Cole. Yes, I did. Um, he sent me, or oh, I think it was maybe five or six horses down over the carnival last year toward the back end of it. Um, I've got a stable complex in Alice Springs and Phil's got one in Darwin, so it's great that we could work together and some of those horses who weren't necessarily coping well in Darwin were able to come down to Alice Springs and uh, have a go there. But now you're based in Miles. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise packet. Um, I was uh, took me a while to get the weight back, uh, back in check after having two little ones. <laughs> And then I finally got it down and we were on the way back from uh, picking up the kids from a holiday in Victoria and we got flooded out on the way home. So we had to come around the long way through Queensland and uh, Luke got onto our friend Wayne Baker. He's a Roma trainer. I'm sure you all might have heard of him. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so everyone's heard of Yappy or they can hear <laughs> Yappy coming. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a good friend of ours and he said, oh, you might want to go and have a look at this, uh, this property on your way back. So then we got in touch with Billy and Mel Johnson who own the property and they've had a, oh, a lot of success out of it and we thought well we might just uh have a little bit of a trip over see how it goes and it's obviously worked out great so we're super happy with where we are and what we're doing now and hence your apprenticeship with maddie crop yeah that uh that was lucky it came about at the right time i uh, i called maddie and i said look i really want to give it a go and would you take me i know i've got a little bit of baggage but <laughs> He was prepared to give me a go and 
that's all I can ask. He's been a huge help, especially just trying to get me a little bit neater as far as riding goes and a bit fitter. That's been the main thing, but I think we're getting there and uh, hopefully we'll just keep improving moving forward. And second cup win in Baduri because you told me on the weekend that Emerald, uh, you won the Emerald Cup early in the year, but I did ask you, you, have you worked out how many winners you've had now as you uh, work your way down to losing this three kilo claim? Yep, I was wrong. It was 12. I was getting a little bit ahead of myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I got the Emerald Cup earlier in the year for Graham Green aboard Taraki. She's a gorgeous mare. Um, so he's been a big supporter and a big help as well uh, with uh, my new start in Queensland. I just found some stats on uh, punters.com.au. Uh, Sarah Robbins, jockey. Overall starts, this might surprise you, 98 career rides, 12 wins, 12 seconds, 13 thirds. You're just about to hit... Ride number one hundred. Oh, am I? I thought I'd uh, thought I'd gone over it by now, but well, this is like I say. I'm gonna, you know, if they're wrong, they're wrong, not me. Uh, it's on <laughs> others.com.au. We'll um, and yeah, seventy rides in the last twelve months, um, but it also says then seventy in the last five years. So they've been trying to keep keep up with things there. But yeah, it says you've had <laughs> ninety eight starts. Uh, so yeah, if you take that as where you are, this weekend could be ride number one hundred. Fingers crossed. I think uh, I've I've had the phone ringing off the hook for Morven, which has been amazing. I wasn't expecting that at all. But, uh, yeah, super excited to go there and punch a few good ones around. And after that, obviously, I'll have to talk to the boss to see where we're going. And he'll tell me his own time. <laughs> and hopefully that 100th winner will be kicked home at Morven on the weekend. Fingers crossed. And uh, you had bragging rights on partner Luke, uh, by the way, out of um, Baduri because uh, he, he tried very hard to get that winner for the day, but uh, you were one up for him on the day. He did. I think we might be the first partners to uh, to dead heat. I think we dead heated for third on the day. It's, uh, it gets pretty competitive, uh, both yes. at work and at home, but we get there. <laughs> Yeah, we did get a dead heat there at uh, Baduri on the weekend, but it was a, it was a fabulous win for Sakaro, and and so good to see uh, when you get a good horse like that coming through the ranks that they take out the feature events like the Birdsville Cup, and the Baduri Cup, and he was a little bit unlucky, I think, in the Batuta Cup not to uh, clean sweep the the uh, the three venues. Yeah, I think so. I think what also didn't help with that is I know that uh, Phil missed out on uh, on the races at Mount Isa on the way through, so. That was sort of an unlucky thing. I think might have potentially cost him the win there, but it's it's no one's fault. And uh, for places like that, they do struggle if they the flights change and the jockeys can't get there. It is um it is hard, but hopefully we can work towards making sure that there are enough riders there in the future. Wonderful win and great to be able to catch up and have a, have a chat with you, Sarah. Hopefully not the last time that we uh, ring to congratulate you on Bushbeat on a feature cup win. Hopefully it's, there's going to be many many more on the way. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for joining <laughs> us this morning. Sarah Robbins there after winning the Baduri Cup on the Birdsville Cup winner Sakaro on the weekend. Robin, as uh, you said in that chat with uh, with Philip Cole, be interesting to see which way Phil heads now as he makes his way, winds his way back up north. Uh, whether he does uh, you know, get as far as Longreach or he decides to push on and make it all the way to Mount Isa for the next run uh, for Sakaro. But he's been a great horse and wonderful to see uh, Philip getting that success. It's no easy logistical feat, let alone the expense involved when you're talking about the cost of diesel and things like that. But to come away with three out of the six winners there on the weekend at Paduri was fabulous. 
Yeah, great training achievement, and he's going to be stopping by Winton. My underst- Winton, my understanding is uh, on the way to those uh, cup meetings, either the Spring Cup at the Mount Isa or the uh, Longreach Cup, the Sprout Ag Longreach Cup here in two weeks' time, Tony. But the weekend also featured the notion of, as we heard from Sarah, almost that comeback jockey approach with Sarah having uh, been out of the saddle for some time. Uh, well, we had the situation we reported last week uh, when the Bundaberg winner was ridden by Ian French, who hadn't ridden since 2014. And, of course, Ian was at Nanango on the uh, weekend as part of his comeback in the saddle and picked up a good winning ride and one that uh, was featured in the story by Jordan Gerrans about Ian's career and he predicted that Harry Lover was the horse to watch at Nanango on the weekend and it proved that way in the Class B over 1600. On towards the corner they come and taking up the lead was Harry Lover with a white cap. On its outside was Dixie Land, now poised to come even wider was Barla Lines, and back behind him was Craigley Carly, and over next to the inside was very soon. It's Harry Lover, shown the whip now. It ran about a bit, it's about a length and a half in front. On the outside, coming strongly down the outside is Barla Lines. Barla Lines and Harry Lover. Harry Lover just in front from Barla Lines, and uh, Dragon's just just poked through. But Harry Lover wins again on one of his favourite tracks. Great run from Barla Lines, has probably got second. Yes, 60 kgs and all. Harry Lover taking out the uh, Heritage Bank, the Nango Class B, the last of the five races there on the uh, the weekend. Rob with uh, Patrick Sexton, the winning trainer. Ian French, the winning rider. Second win since 2014, if you don't mind. Fantastic comeback uh, uh, to the career for Ian French. And again, that trend, Tony, of the the lady jockeys dominating the program uh, was occurring that way at uh, Nanango on the weekend. Soraya Champkin had won on last laugh for Lee uh, Lee Wanless. Uh, Then Leanne McCoy had uh, teamed up with Jackie Crompton with Charged in the Class 3 cutest plate. Uh, Leanne McCoy had a double on the day when she combined with Jeffrey Schrader with Plentiful. And uh, then, of course, Diggity was ridden by Shannon Steffen for Tom Maloney. And then Ian came along and made sure that uh, the boys got one win on the day, combining with Patrick Sexton. And um, we heard Ross Stanley say that the horse Harry Lover liked the track. Well, he's won three out of five and placed once there on the track The Love Conquers All. But the story is about Ian French, uh, Tony, and Ian's comeback since 2014. Welcome to Bushbeat, Ian, and congratulations on getting that win on uh, Harry Lover at the uh, Nanango track on the weekend. Oh, thanks very much. It's, uh, just listening to the end of the race there gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it's, it's been a fair while out of the saddle, but what a nice way to come back with uh, oh. a week-to-week double. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just been fantastic. I mean, the, the support that I've got from the local trainers here and um, the ones that I've been riding for up in Bundaberg and... The, uh, the ones I'm riding for at Gympie and um, so on from here on in. They've uh, they've all been phoning me to uh, ride at different race meets here and there. So now I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled and privileged to be back in the saddle. Let's talk about that back in the saddle uh, thing, Ian, where we were saying there with Sarah, she was riding in Victoria and, and uh, she put it uh, in an article when talking to, uh, I think it was Jordan Gerrans, wrote the story back in July for Racing Queensland. She went off for stud duties. Uh, something similar happened for you and there was a lovely story that Jordan again put together for uh, the Racing Queensland website this week about your return to race riding. Yeah, well, the uh, the story said it all. She, she's my lucky charm and... Um, when she was first born, I had a bit of time out 
and um, look after the um, my partner then, her mum. And the first uh, win back was for um, Brett Sturgis, who I rode for uh, at Nanango. I was hoping uh, history would repeat itself on, on his horse because I rode my first winner back when Jordan was born for him. Um, and that, that was 13 years ago. So... And uh, when when I had shoulder injury and, I've, you know, I've had six procedures on my left shoulder, um, sorry, four uh, on my left shoulder, two on my right shoulder. And uh, each time I've come back after injury or whatever, she's been there right beside me. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful to have her with me. And being a sole parent isn't easy in any situation but Jordan is the inspiration behind the the comeback as now a 13 year old she wants to enjoy going to the races to see dad kick home winners yeah absolutely I mean if, if you'd asked me six months ago what I'd be doing around this time now I'd, I, I really couldn't tell you I'd, I didn't think I'd be riding again um, and it was a few months ago she just went dad I wish you'd go back riding I want to come and cheer you on again and um, so I went, okay, I thought about it for a week or two and I said, maybe it is time. So, and, you know, all the stars aligned and I've hit the ground running. How did you go trying to get the weight off? Because there's a big difference between being a jockey <laughs> fighting weight and being a barrier trying <laughs> weight. Yeah. Well, I mean, having so long out the saddle, got lazy and not exercising as much, um, I, I'd ballooned out to 63 kilos. I, uh, I did a bit of a Google search, looking at what foods will help me lose weight, and that found um, 32 foods that um, help me lose weight whilst I'm sleeping. And uh, I started building a diet or a, a eating regime around that, and uh, a lot of it was um, based on like a keto diet where your, your, your body goes into ketosis, mm. and it's actually burning the fat um, and not the sugars and using carbs for burn, for using energy, for burning energy. So it's actually um, burning energy, using the fat to burn energy and cutting down sugars, cutting down carbs. And, you know, I, I haven't looked back since. I, I When I first started riding about 11 weeks ago, I um, I lost the first couple of kilos pretty quickly and... Then um, it took a while for the next few kilos to come off. But once my body went into ketosis and I was starting to burn that fat as energy instead of the sugars and the carbs, then, you know, I, I really struggled to get below 57. Once I cracked uh, 56, it, it just it just dropped off. I lost uh, four kilos in one week. Wow. And that, that, that was the week leading up to my first race meet up at Bundaberg a fortnight ago. I would imagine uh, too. Sorry to break in. I would imagine yep. too that now that at this age and and thirteen, fourteen years on, your mindset is totally different. Uh, you know, when it comes to being able to lose weight and probably things like diets are slightly different. Things like that. It, it it'd be almost like doing your apprenticeship all over again. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, as as you get older, your metabolism changes, and um, you know, I'm forty seven now, and um, my metabolism has changed. So. It's it's a matter of just being dedicated and and sticking to your what you've set out to do. And the comeback almost required you to go through that apprenticeship um, stage again, Ian, because uh, quite a few barrier trials to just get back to the country license. 
Yeah, well, I um, I did two barrier trials and the stewards had a word with me because I was going to go for my provincial licence straight up, so I had to do 10 barrier trials. Uh, I'd done a few barrier trials and the stewards were happy with me and they said, look, why don't you, um, we'll clear you um, for your country licence and then in five or six weeks when you've had a few runs under your belt and um, you're a bit fitter, then you can um, upgrade, put in for application for upgrading to your provincial. So I've um, the last week I've been asked to ride at uh, TAB meets, but I'm fitness-wise, I, I want to make sure that I'm 100% before I um, hit the TAB circuit again. So I'll, I'll, I'll wait a few weeks before I, I, I take any rides for the provincial circuit. And you know it is it is basically doing my apprenticeship again in a it, not over four years but over a couple of months this time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kicked off well, true tally at Bundaberg, and now of course uh, Harry Lover, which you uh, in that uh, story with Jordan Garrens indicated that was a key ride for you at Nanango. Where do you actually head this Saturday? Uh, I'm I'm off to Gympie. Uh, I was I was going to be going to Morven, and um, but I've had, had a few transportation issues, so I'm unable to get to Gympie, and I didn't want to take any rides at Morven in case I wasn't able to get there. So um, Gympie's turned turned around. Um, I've had three trainers contact me for rides at Gympie, and um, so I've turned in three rides at Morven for three rides at Gympie at, at this stage. And uh, I'm just waiting for the noms to come out and see if I can get another couple of rides there. Well, fabulous to welcome you back to the racing industry and fabulous to uh, be able to uh, tell that story on Bushbeat this morning. Make sure that Jordan goes along with you because it sounds like she's the lucky child. <laughs> she'll have to be there at Gimby watching her old man ride and hopefully ride home plenty more winners. Yeah, well, she she was there up in Bundaberg for my win on True Tally, but she had a um, burst eardrum, so she wasn't feeling up to watching me and getting in the winning photo but I made sure when I booted um, Harry Lover home that she got into the winning photo there. <laughs> Wonderful to have you on the show and as we said, uh, welcome back to race riding and uh, hopefully not the last time we'll be ringing you to say congratulations on some wins. Yeah, great. Thank you very much and I just want to say thanks to the local trainers um, for having faith and trusting me. Good uh, on you, in. Thanks very much. Ian French with us on Bushbeat. And just a little sub-note there, Rob, uh, if people are chasing Ian's number in the current uh, September issue of the Race Magazine, the Racing Queensland calendar, you'll find his number in Barrier Trial Riders because, as uh, Ian was explaining to us there, he hasn't got his provincial licence as yet. He's just been upgraded from Barrier Trialling over to uh, the country circuit. So, of course, that will be then updated once the October issue of Race comes out. But if you are looking for Ian's number... Uh, after he rides at Gympie this coming weekend. Uh, that's where you'll find it at the moment if you're chasing him for a ride. And great to see that comeback continuing so successfully. And, and another jockey that's on that sort of comeback trail, Tasha Chambers has been riding the winners uh, recently and she was successfully combining with a owner-trainer who's having a fantastic run at the moment. And I talk of Tarum base Rodney Hay. And at the Thangul Cup meeting on Saturday, the Eric and Bell Nobs Memorial Thangul Cup over the 1600, Galapagos proved a worthy winner again for Rodney Hay in a tight photo over Tees, uh, tees Off and uh, Radapole, uh, which is in Rodney's colour but trained by Craig Smith into third place as we listen to the Thangul Cup.
Galapagos for Tash Chambers and Rodney Hay taking out the Thangul Cup. Didn't it sound like a big crowd there on the weekend, Rob? Yeah, and a very exciting call again from Darren Walker for their feature event there, the Thangul Cup. And uh, Galapagos, you know, he's, he's a proven performer, the Teofilo eight-year-old. Now had eight wins from 43, and the crowd would have really enjoyed an exciting finish like that. Big odds for Galapagos because he's he's come through, um, you know, Battle of the Bush uh, finals and and country uh, cup finals, that type of thing. So he's a proven performer. And it was a case again at that meeting out there of the experienced jockey shining to the fore and Mark Barnum, who's been, I know Mark's been out the Central West uh, in recent months to places like uh, Bar Calden. He had a good double. He combined with Stephen Rundle with Poet's Girl, a poet's voice, the same stallion that sired uh, Master Jamie, uh, defeated Zipping Irish in the cutest class one and Shelley Spirit. And then um, Mark had another winner for Patrick O'Toole from Barcaldon with Kelmar. This is a horse that's been showing up at the uh, Central West meetings but hasn't been able to crack the win. And he got up at big odds to defeat Brazetti and sheer success in the benchmark 60 handicap. So good to see Mark Barnum with that double on the day, as it was for Chris MacGyver. Had a winner for Jason Devine with Adam's Apples, uh, placed three of its last four. So consistency paying off, winning the Class B over Devil Kick and a simple saga and uh, young Brooke Johnson now claiming three combined with Clinton Taylor uh, with a v- very good four-year-old mare called Attackabeel four wins from 14 with six minor placings and came off a win at Emerald last night defeated Art by Concord and uh, I am clever into third place and uh, we all know the story in recent uh, weeks for William Pugsley um, with the loss of his uh, his home in, in, in a fire situation. But great to see Pugs getting another winner with Gazman and uh, Liv O'Donnell claimed three on this uh, mount. And Gazman had been placed for his only other two runs for the stable, the DEFCON four-year-old gelding, getting up over Queen Bean and no not yet in the maiden plate to wrap up those results out of Thangul, Tony. But, look, a really interesting situation came to the fore in the northwest on the weekend because the Cloncurry meeting uh, was actually called off. I think it was around about 11 o'clock on the Saturday. But, obviously, good cooperation in the northwest between Cloncurry and Mount Isa and Mount Isa President Jay Morris uh, having everything set up at Mount Isa for the possible transfer. And it was really good to see that the meeting was not lost to the industry. Now, an interesting point I just wanted to point out for clubs uh, an interesting point, unfortunately, for Concurry, where they had such a good rollout, about 800 people, Andrew Watts indicated to me this morning. But because there weren't stewards on course, the stewards obviously had to go to Mount Isa, they couldn't run it as a phantom meeting. And that's a, a something we only picked up in Longreach. I, I never realised that you had to have the stewards on course, Tony, mm. to uh, operate a phantom meeting, something to stick in the back of the mind when you have this situation occurring. Yeah, it's one of those uh, odd little things of... And it all comes down to uh, the integrity with the betting and all. 
yeah. that sort of thing. There, there still has to be a steward on course, even though there's no actual horse racing going on. Yeah, definitely. But uh, it's just something in the learning curve. And but great, Mount Isa went ahead and and uh, the money kept in the industry. Where, of course, at that meeting, you got a double uh, to Sean Roy's and to Tanya Parry. Uh, Sean kicked it off with Mediarano for Jason Hoopert in the benchmark 45 over Mashani Hurricane and uh, Wicked Willie. Sean. Um, I shouldn't say Sean Roy's had a double. It was Stephen Roy's that had the other winner. Um, and loud enough, he's the feature horse out of the meeting because he'll be now aimed at the Spring Cup in two weeks' time. Took the open plate over 1,200 metres. Loves the track, this horse. Nine wins out of 19 with eight minor placings. Louis the legend for Tanya Parry, a game second. And Favre, the favourite for Jay Morris, into third place. And uh, Tanya Parry, I mentioned, I got that right. She did get a double. Uh, MC, MCG, Keith Ballard kicked home that arena mare over Miss Bouchard and uh, Christmas Creek. And then in the following race, a race three on the program, Tanya and Greg Walters combined with Agostini, the spirit of boom over a luckless Sumerata. I think uh, Jay Doolan, I saw, almost got knocked out at the start. And this horse came from a mile off them and zoomed home, as the name suggests, and only got beaten three quarters with hanging high in third. And, of course, Denise and Keith Ballard, Keith getting a double, uh, combined with Sir Eagle, the Schwarzier six-year-old gelding, defeating King Langdon and Nitro City in the benchmark 55. But uh, really good cooperation again between clubs, ensuring that the uh, race meeting went ahead for Cloncurry but held at Mount Isa on Saturday. Yeah, it was great to see that uh, level of cooperation. We've highlighted this a few times in recent times on Bush Beats of that cooperation level, not just between the clubs in the various districts, but also with the supports... Uh, of Racing Queensland to be able to ensure that prize money is not lost to, to some of those clubs as we saw where the Surratt Diggers Cup meeter was not able to go ahead on the Saturday. They transferred the races to Sunday and even something as basic, Rob, uh, and it kind of fitted in with the theme of the day. We didn't touch on it before, but there weren't any saddle cloths available at Paduri. But I noticed that pink was the theme of the day, uh, like the pink ribbon cups that are coming up this week across um, uh, Brisbane for the three codes with, with RQ, uh, where they had the pink barrier stalls at Paduri and the pink uh, finishing post and everything like that. So the pink tablecloths were very quickly converted to become pink saddle cloths. Robbie Dare was all over it out there uh, operating the, the race day and uh, local knowledge coming to the fore and uh, his skills at cutting up the tablecloth and uh, I think he demonstrated that in an interview also that was done on the day so congratulations uh, to him out there and it's good to see that meeting uh, got through after some rain during the uh, the week as well so yeah ingenuity in the bush Tony it, it shone through yet again but we've got plenty of race meetings uh, this weekend we'll be covering next week. Just before I do touch on that calendar i just want to go back to thangul and say i really enjoyed seeing some of the uh, the social media footage coming through there we weren't able to have a chat with uh, darren walker this morning we tried to get uh, his club president in dan musig uh, to have a uh, chat with us this morning but dan's otherwise occupied with his uh, real job and probably because he was doing a lot of work last week uh, there's uh, lots of facebook coverage there where dan was putting up marquees as presidents do and everything like that but they had some massive entries for for fashions on the field and, and a really big crowd there so well done to thangul and darren tells me their next meeting is coming up on November 26. And then next year, um, they've actually been elevated to have three TAB programs. They'll have a, a February, an April and a June TAB card along with all of their non-TAB meetings. So Thangul, definitely a club on the move. 
Oh, very much so, Tony, and, and great to see that result for them. And uh, when you're going through these meetings, I just quickly see the one I'm going to on the weekend, North Gregory Turf Club at Winton, where we mentioned Philip Cole going there. 78 nominations over the uh, five-event program. Just shows you how much the uh, the trainers, particularly in the, the Central West area, I think, have uh, been missing out with their ability to, uh, to run in the last few weeks. So great nominations for Winton on the weekend. Following on from today's tab meeting, at Yapoon for the Rocky Jockey Club. Towns will have a tab card Thursday. Tab racing for Dolby on Saturday that will feature the Dolby Cup and the Newmarket. Gatton also have the tab card coming up on Saturday. Saturday's meetings will see the launch of the uh, the Country Cups qualifiers and challenge heats. Uh, Atherton is going to be the first of those for Atherton Cup Day. And there's also a Stampede qualifier on at Springshore for Springshore Cup Day. You mentioned Winton. Spring Cup Day at Gempy where Ian French is heading off to. And Morven Cup Day, where uh, Sarah Robbins is heading off to. And, of course, that was transferred from last Saturday. So some great racing right across the Sunshine State this weekend. And 76 nominations at Morven across six races uh, for Sarah Robbins to pick up a couple of extra rides if need be. But we'll be back next week to cover all of those meetings. Email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Any of the great stories uh, coming out or any features that we can uh, follow up on the the show and uh, we'll be back next week as always tony good morning to you good morning to the listeners good on you rob have a great week and thank you to rob luck sarah robinson ian french for joining us on Bushbeat this week been a great show and we'll be back next week to wrap up all of the country news for you once more on Bushbeat on radio tab